WXDX-FM, Pittsburgh. A lot of things are making baseball worse. First and foremost, the preponderance of the three true outcomes. More than a third of at-bats result in a home run, a strikeout, or a walk. The ball isn't in play often enough. But the infield shift is also a problem. you got three infielders on the right side of second base against left-handed pull hitters, and the result is less hits, less runs, and less fun. Nobody can bunt. If one of these left-handed pull hitters went five for five with five bunt singles down the third base line, that ship would disappear, at least for him. But nobody can bunt. MLB should legislate against the shift. Make a rule. The purists say you can't do that. It's a viable tactic. Video study. Grand old game. Yada yada. But of course you can make a rule. And by way of evidence, consider the trapezoid rule in the NHL. It penalizes goalies who can handle the puck. It's unfair to goalies like Martin Brodeur, the brand spanking new Hall of Famer. But that's too bad because it's for the good of the game. That's the phrase that pays. For the good of the game. So outlaw the shift. Either that or learn to bunt. Sick again brought to you by 84 Lumber. Helping you build the right way since 1956. Yo, seriously, put a rule in that I don't know how you do it, but... You know, put a line somewhere in the infield and only two infielders could be on either side of that line. I guess you could make it second base. I'd, I'd move it one way or the other depending on right-handed or left-handed hitters, although you never see that shift for a right-handed hitter. For lefties, yes. I guess their capability of pulling is more pronounced or whatever. But baseball doesn't exist in a vacuum. You're allowed to change the rules to make it more entertaining for the paying customers. But baseball people are so persnickety. The baseball purists. Apparently the DH, the designated hitter, may finally come to the National League. And people like Keith Olbermann, the purists, are having seizures. Actually, that's okay by me. Maybe one will finally finish Olbermann off. But they go nuts over this, the DH. It's like families are being separated at the border. Calm down. People want hits. People want runs. People don't care about strategy or the grand old game. I'm talking about the majority of fans, not the purists. Pitchers don't hit in the minors at all below the double-A level. In triple-A and double-A, both teams have to be National League affiliates for the pitcher to hit. And even then, it's optional in the Pacific Coast League. The pitcher hitting is a dead concept. 412-333-9939 is the number to call if you're just tuning in. The Penguins traded Matt Hunwick and Connor Sherry to Buffalo for a conditional draft pick. It's a fourth rounder unless Sherry scores 20 goals or 40 points this next season or if Hunwick gets traded before the 19 draft and then it's a third rounder. Jack Johnson has agreed a five-year deal with the Penguins. No one on the financial terms. I broke the story about him agreeing to come to the Penguins. KDKA didn't credit me, a pox on them. Bunch of small timers over there, except for Pomp. 
But Jason Mackey, the Post-Gazette, says the average annual value on the contract will be between $3 million and $3.5 mil, which is a reasonable amount. So I want your reaction to Sherry and Hunwick going and Johnson coming to Pittsburgh, dial 412-333-WXDX. We got Reb Beach of Whitesnake at 5.30. Before that, at 5 o'clock, he just signed a four-year contract with the Penguins. It's winger Brian Rust. He will join me at about 5 o'clock here on the Mark Madden Show. Let's go to Gregory and Braddock. Gregory, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, thanks for taking my call. It's Gregory from Braddock. Hey, uh, you know, I want to talk about the cap room, but first of all, I want to congratulate you on having a sandwich named after you. You know, you got a lot of stuff, but you know, one thing you don't even uh, have named after you is uh, diet. We're not going to hear about the Mark Madden diet, huh? Uh, no, but uh, I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, you're from Braddock, which means you make about a tenth of what I do. No, you know what? Wait, a twentieth of what I do. Are you still there? Reverse. What, what, do what do you make? What do you make? What do you make? What do you make? What's your job? What do you make? You're in Braddock. I Braddock. Braddock's a dump. Braddock's a hole. It's a hellhole. Let's face it. I mean, I know your mom brings extra. Oh, you hung up when the going got tough. Extra money on the street corner with your sister. And who knows, maybe your aunt. Maybe there's a three-way you can get for 20 bucks or so, which is big money in North Braddock. Let's go to Mike in Myrtle Beach. Mike, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M, how you doing? Terrific. Good. Hey, uh, Mark, I just want to commend you on the article you wrote uh, the other day about the Pirates nutting. It was oh, about, about nutting's uh, insatiable greed. He, he always yeah, I mean, has his just, hand out. You know what? I mean, you can't be more spot on. I mean, that guy is a complete idiot. Like you say, you're no, no. You see, pro- but here's where you don't get it. Where Pittsburgh doesn't get it. He's not an idiot. He's a genius. He's running the team exactly the way he wants to, totally for profit. And most people still haven't caught on. I mean, you might say attendance is is down fifty percent. Actually, to be exact, it's down forty four percent since twenty fifteen. But that's still a lot of people he has fooled. A lot of people yeah, who just right. like the ballpark. A lot of people who want to take the kids. A lot of people who, who think he is trying to win. That he does have a plan that involves excellence at some point, but he does not. Yeah, I mean, and, and he's just, it's almost ridiculous like to just see this happen right in front of our eyes. And, you know, what? like I said, you're spot on when it comes to the Pirates. I mean, you, I, I'm so glad. I'm spot right on today. when it comes to anything, Junior. Let's go to Brandon in the car. Brandon, you're on with Double M. How you doing, Mark? Good. So I know you were talking a little bit earlier about uh, Jack Johnson's low point production last year with Torrance, and I was just curious about what's your thoughts about what we might be getting out of him next year if he does come to the Penguins. Oh, I don't think you're bringing He is coming to the Penguins. No? He definitely is coming to the Penguins. Okay. Well, I I don't like – Dejan got me kind of pissed. Like, he knows better. He's out there watching Teddy Bluger. Well, I'm announcing where Jack Johnson is coming to the Penguins. Uh, okay. I expect him to be a good bottom pair defenseman and nothing more. Okay. And I think he so, could be a guy who jumps up into a top four if injury dictates. But I expect him to be a good bottom pair defenseman, nothing more. Again, my worry regarding his signing is that they overestimate him and overestimate Jamie Alexiak and then trade Mata. But I don't sense that's going to happen now. I sense that Jim has the team in place that he wants 
barring maybe one more depth signing at forward. Now, there are people on Twitter criticizing Jim for signing Johnson. Jim has won two cups in four years. My philosophy is assume it's the right move until it's proven otherwise. And you know what? Even if it is proven otherwise to be the wrong move, Jim's been very good at fixing those wrong moves. Honestly, there are some people out there, I just like to come to your houses, go door by door, like Jay and Silent Bob and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and just beat the, the crap out of you. I mean, my God, you have this successful team that's won two cups in four years. I shouldn't have done this. Shouldn't do that. Do you know what GFY stands for? I don't, but I'm told I should say it to you right now. GFY, what could that? Oh. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I'm enjoying my great sandwich delivered here today by James Rutherford, Jim's kid, courtesy of Mediterra in Swickley. It's salami and cheese, just like you couldn't get Garen. They won't give it to you. Ha! I said good day. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Super genius, big fan. That happens when the show's as popular as this one. Yeah, double M, man. He'd love the show. He just wants to dance. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. Penguins have agreed to terms with Jack Johnson on a five-year deal. The defenseman from Columbus, he'll put pen on paper Sunday when NHL free agency opens. Penguins traded Hunwick and Sherry today to Buffalo for a conditional draft pick in the 19 NHL player selection process, either a fourth rounder or a third rounder. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I wrote quite a, I don't know about damaging, I can't damage a billionaire, even one from West Virginia, but uh, a critical column of the Pirates and their owner and his predatory greed. But uh, they still got a lot of people bamboozled. The park ain't empty yet. As long as that park ain't empty, a lot of people are still being fooled. Now let's look at what the Pirates' next PR campaign is going to be. When the Pirates dismantled their 2015 team, it was a bridge year. That was the watchword. You remember, it was a bridge year, and then they'd be good again. Well, after the bridge year, they weren't good again. And then this year, the Pirates weren't rebuilding. They were reloading. That word used in very liberal fashion, reloading. That, of course, implies that the team had a chance to be a contender for a wild card spot at the very least. It is not. And now when Harrison, Mercer, Cervelli, Dickerson, and Freeze all shuffle off at or before the trade deadline, the Pirates finally will admit to rebuilding. That's the next PR campaign. They will use that word rebuilding and will trust the fans to be patient throughout the process. Let's see if you are. I can't believe some of you, any of you, still don't understand that the Pirates' only priority is profit. When you look at what they do through that prism, that everything is for profit, everything is a heck of a lot easier to figure out. So coming up real soon, it's rebuilding. And by the way, I wonder, can they get rid of all five of those guys? Is there a market for Harrison, Mercer, Cervelli, Dickerson, and Freese? I would think a contender would love to have Harrison. Good teams benefit by having that super utility guy. Very useful. 
But how big is the market for them other guys? 412-333-9939. Let's go to AJ downtown. AJ, you're on with Double M. What's up, Mark? What up, AJ? Not much, man. Hey, how do you feel about that Sherry trade? I mean, I thought he was pretty good for us. He had some good goals. He did some good things. How are we going to just take a draft pick for that? Uh, okay, where would Sherry have played this coming season? I mean, we could have kept him up with Cross, maybe put him down with Okay, they, Okay, he just shouldn't play with Crosby. That stopped working a long time ago. And he's never proven he has the style to adapt to a bottom six role. Good point. I just always thought he was a good player. He could still oh, learn. He is a good player, but but he's a bad fit in Pittsburgh now. At one time, he was a good fit. He became a bad fit, AJ, when it became apparent that he could only play well when he played with Crosby. And there are better options to play with Crosby, although I don't think Simone was one of those. Oh, no, not at all. Who do you think is going to replace him, though? Like, what are we going to do to fill that role? I don't think it's going to be that hard. No? I mean, yeah, I guess we got some good prospects. Well, I mean, okay, Sherry, his best position was right wing. He could play both, but his best position was right wing. They got Hornquist, Kessel, Rust, and Sprong, and I guess Simone. So Sherry wasn't going to beat any of those guys out. If you put him at left wing, his second best position, then you got Gensel, who's going to play with Sid. You got Haglin, who's probably going to play with Gino. You got Aston Reese, who they want to get in there. There's just no place for him. Good player. Earned his keep. Won two cups. Scored some very big goals, but there just ceased being a place for him. Let's go to Eric in South Hills. Eric, you're on with Double M. How you doing, Mark? Good. Uh, my point was uh, about the shift rule and. Well, there is no rule right now. Exactly. And I don't think there should be because you're allowed nine players on the field. You can put them wherever you want. Yeah, I remember in basketball for a long time, they didn't allow a zone defense, but there were five players on the court then. Uh, In hockey, they don't let the goalie skate into the corners to go get the puck. Shouldn't it be about what improves the game? Do you think that would improve the game? I think anything that provides more hits and more runs improves the game and makes it more entertaining. I think you could, you could. I mean, these hitters can see the seams of the ball. They should just hit them down the line. They're not going to do that. What do you mean they? They're just, bro. They're left-handed pull hitters. They don't go into the shift for every batter. Just left-handed pull hitters. I I have said today they should learn how to bunt because then they could go five for five. Bunting the ball down the third baseline. Then again, if you're a left-handed power pull hitter, why not do that then? Why not bunt down the line every time? Well, then, then if if you get a home run hitter to bunt down the third baseline, you've accomplished what you wanted. I mean, <laughs> if you you know how valuable, bro, bro, you're some you're some are. dorky baseball purist. Nobody pays to no, see the not shit. Not at all. Well, well then you're if just a dork. Can, period. If can hit a home run every time, then why well, you're not right. That's the strategy. Just hit a home run every time. That's what you're saying. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm saying saying don't have the shift. Don't make the game crippling if you hit the ball in a certain place. I mean, bro, those those hitters hitters can hit the ball on a rope. Then shut up. They can hit the ball on a rope. And in that shift, it's right at somebody. They can hit a ball that would go to the gap. And in that shift, it's right at somebody. I mean, you're probably right, but... but, Oh, I'm definitely right. Let's leave it at that. that. Goodbye. 
You know what is amazing to me? And this is truer of baseball fans and other sport. Truer of baseball fans and other sport. They want to not be entertained. They will do anything they can to keep something antiquated and what is already an antiquated sport to not be entertained. They don't want the DH. Ah, that's too many hitters. How can you have too many hitters? Hitting's fun. Ah, let the shift go. It's part of baseball. It wasn't for how many years? And people want hits. People want runs. Except for the fringe old school nut jobs. All right, we got JT and Roger on hold. Please do stay on hold. Penguin fans, I want your reaction. Jack Johnson's coming. Matt Hunwick and Connor Sherry are going. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark. I think you're absolutely hilarious. It's an acquired taste. You, you have the answer, Mark. Thank you. Wait, I wasn't done insulting you. VX at 105.9. I had mentioned Tim McConnell has switched from boys basketball to girls basketball. He's the new girls basketball coach in Char Valley. Good luck to him. And I'm sure he'll do great. A change of pace for him. Gets to coach his daughter. I think it's win-win. I'm joined now by Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought to you by 84 Lumber. Helping you build the right way since 1956. Bob, let's go deal by deal. Your take on Hunwick and Sherry to Buffalo and the return for them, which mostly consists of freed up cap space. Absolutely. Very happy with it. No money out the door. No money owed. Uh, Good work by GMJR as, I can't say always, but as most of the time. A hell of a lot of the time. Let's put it that way. Well, like I always say, when he makes a mistake, he fixes it. Yeah. A lot of GMs will stick by a bad deal for the purpose of vanity. Jim doesn't do that. But given what this coaching staff has done to resurrect Justin Schultz and Jamie Alexiak, I don't see why anybody wouldn't think they could do the same with Jack Johnson. He's 31. That's not young, but it's not old either. And he has more pedigree. Uh, than Alexiak or Schultz. Yeah, absolutely. When we talked about this the other day, Mark, you asked me which of these three players I would want to see here with the Penguins, and I said Jack Johnson uh, above Kunitz. And who was the third that we were talking about? It was Kunitz, Johnson, and... Uh, Jeff Skinner. Uh, Jeff Skinner, that's right. Which now is a, is a long shot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, I think Jim kind of has his team assembled now. Yeah, that's what it looks like, except for maybe... The second of those names, Chris Kunitz. Who... A depth forward would probably be a better way to put it. Well, fourth line forward. Or right? Whoopi. <laughs> that should be his. Which is uh, funny because Mr. Mom was on last night and I had to watch it just to see the Whoopi. Fourth line forward slash Whoopi. Uh, so what's your take on the Johnson uh, agreement? Very happy with it because of the number. Um, as we talked the other day, that number was going to be around four or five to anywhere at five, five million. That would have made it a bad deal with Jason Mackey saying three to three, five million. Um, I, well, you can't say there's nothing to lose, but it turns around in your favor much more than it would have around the uh, five mil year. Look, it's worked with other players, as you said, that came back here to resurrect defensive careers. Why can't it work with uh, Jack Johnson? Now, what next? You said uh, a depth forward, maybe Kunitz. I know if Jason Mackey has his way, it'll be Kunitz. Well, I think it will be him, and then I think you're do done. Do you really? I, I do. I do, because if you get him for cheap also, and you're on the fourth line, I mean, we're not looking. You know, Penguins aren't going to be looking for the fourth line to do all this scoring anyways. You know what you get out of him. Um, he didn't fall off the earth last year with the Tampa Bay Lightning. He had some nice... Oh, he had 13 goals. Exactly. Thir- and plus, he... there I'll were games. 100 Mark. bucks that the first game, 
of the regular season, if they get Kunitz back, he plays at least one shift with Sid 5 on I five. will take that bet. You'd bet that? I would bet that. There's bucks. no way he plays on the first line with Sid. First. Oh, that's not what I said. Would you... I said that he plays at least one shift 5-on-5 five five with Sid. That they'll find a way to get him out there with Sid. I'll still take that bet. You're on. Because that's damn good radio. <laughs> I just... <laughs> that's an easy bet is what it is. Yeah, on my part. Up next... We're going to keep talking about David Carr saying Ben Roethlisberger is a top 10 quarterback. We're going to compare David Carr and Ben Roethlisberger, and I don't think you'll be surprised by whom that comparison flatters. And then after that, he just signed a four-year deal with the Penguins, worth 14 mil. It's right-winger Brian Rust here on the home of the Penguins, 105.9. It won't hurt. WXDX-FM, Pittsburgh. David Carr is the former NFL quarterback who now works for the NFL Network. He said Ben Roethlisberger is no longer a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, but he listed his crappy brother who plays for Oakland, Derek Carr. He said he's number four. What a dink. So let's compare David Carr to Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger played in three Super Bowls and won two. David Carr was a backup at one Super Bowl and never took a snap. Ben Roethlisberger is a six-time Pro Bowl selection. When it comes to Pro Bowls, Derek Carr is Mr. Blutarski. 0.0. David Carr was the first pick overall in 2002, but never started a game after his fifth year in the league. Ben Roethlisberger was the 11th pick overall in 2004. He started as a rookie and has started ever since. Ben Roethlisberger is eighth all-time in passing yards, David Carr is 151st. Ben Roethlisberger is ninth all-time in TD passes. David Carr is 174th. None of that is relevant to Ben Roethlisberger not making David Carr's top 10, but it does remind us to consider the source. David Carr has done nothing better than Ben Roethlisberger. But now, here and now, David Carr does something Ben Roethlisberger never did. Hey, David Carr, guess what? You just made the list! The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing Cont on a name you can trust. My guest right now just signed a new four-year contract with the Penguins. Uh, very well deserved. He is winger Brian Rust. Uh, Rusty, congratulations. Have you and Sid determined what restaurant you're going to celebrate at yet? And I still think he should pay. Uh, well, first of all, thank you. And um, in terms of the restaurant, I'm still not sure. I'm not sure if it's going to be a home restaurant or on the road or somewhere, but I'm sure we'll figure out where it'll be, but I do agree with you. I think he should pay, too. Yeah, don't let him go to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> now, was there ever a doubt in your mind this deal would get done? You didn't hear about any snags. I'm I'm guessing the process was fairly easy. Yeah, um, it was a fairly smooth process. Um, we kind of just um, we uh, said what our side wanted. They said what their side wanted, and we came to a conclusion, and it all happened fairly quickly, and they wanted me to be around for a while, and I wanted to be for a while. So um, it was it was a good fit. Now, what's this deal say to you and about you? Because it's quite an investment on the part of the Penguins and shows a lot of faith, I think. Yeah, um, I agree. It shows that they have confidence in me, and over the past uh, three years they've uh, they've seen something in me, and 
that confidence has kind of grown, and um, I do uh, I do have a lot of pride in that, and that's something that uh, I'm going to keep trying to uh, kind of prove them right. Now, you can play either wing and on any line. Talk about the pros and cons of that, Rusty, because it's good to be versatile, but, boy, you get moved all over the place. Yeah, uh, I guess the one major con was the uh, you don't get to um, develop all that chemistry over time with with certain line mates because there's guys who uh, stay together for kind of months on end or they're basically together, together the entire season. And uh, I'm, I'm usually bouncing around right to left, but... In uh, in terms of good things, I know it's um, I know the uh, the coaches like to have me around just to uh, kind of just to have more options, I guess, and it um, allows me to fill whatever role that I need to uh, fill. Well, there's always a job for a guy who can do any job, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, right wing seems to be your preferred wing. Uh, what are the difficulties you experience when you play on the left? Because I know some people don't think it's different, but it is pretty different, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's definitely a little bit different. Uh, just uh, just catching breakout passes, making breakout passes, uh, being on the forehand or on the backhand, and just uh, trying to adjust and attacking off of uh, one wing versus the other. There, there, there definitely are some adjustments, but um, I guess the more you have to make those adjust- those adjustments, the more comfortable you become. Yeah, you're certainly used to them by now, and uh, I-, I can't speak for the coaches, but I think you might have to make that adjustment on a more frequent basis because there's quite a glut at right wing on the Penguins. You know, Kessel, Hornquist, uh, Sprong coming up, a lot of quality too. Could you play on the left side full-time, uh, Rusty, and do you anticipate being asked to do that? Have they said anything in that regard? Um, I I haven't really heard anything. Um, I definitely don't don't have a problem with it. And if that's uh, somewhere that I find myself uh, consistently, I'll definitely be able to make that adjustment and um, just kind of build on my game on that side. We're talking to Brian Rust of the Penguins here on the home of the Penguins, 105.9 The X. Now, your speed gets you a lot of chances, Rusty. I I saw you talking to one of the papers that you'd like to refine your finishing to maybe cash in a little more. How do you do that? How do you work on something like finishing? It's just doing those little skill drills in the summer, those little quick hands plays, uh, receiving passes and trying to get off shots quickly and, and put shots where you want them, shooting in stride, shooting at full speed, uh, things like that. I think uh, just uh, the more repetitions you can get, the more it helps. You have 10 goals in 11 career playoff elimination games. How do you account for that? I mean, that's an incredible record, a big reflection of your worth, Rusty, and I think it shows you can finish. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what I can... Uh, attribute that too, but I think it's just I like those pressure moments. I uh, I think uh, some of those big uh, some of those big games kind of bring out the best in me, and um, I like to say that I can uh, continue that moving forward. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it, goal scoring is goal scoring. I guess the circumstance. I don't know if it's clutch or coincidence, whatever. But you certainly do have a knack in that regard. Now, you've always been very fast, and in this case, you're a fast guy on a very fast team. But this past year. Did it feel like some of the other teams caught up to the Penguins in terms of speed? You know, it's a copycat league, and after you guys won the two cups, it seems like everybody wanted to get fast. Yeah, um, there were definitely some teams in the league that uh, that brought in some guys, brought in some younger guys who can skate and who can work hard and who bring that energy, the same type of game that I like to bring. But um, I do, I do, I do believe that speed is probably my biggest asset, and I continue to try and build on that. 
What do you guys do on the forecheck? Because it seems like you guys are so much more aggressive on the forecheck than most teams. You guys aren't really conservative at all, and that's regardless of the time of the game, right? Yeah, I think um, we we try and play the same way uh, regardless of the score. I think uh, we try and forecheck as a five-man unit, um, try and cause those turnovers with the first and second guy, and then get that third guy in there to get the puck, uh, create some space, and try and build the offense from there. How did you feel when Washington won the Stanley Cup? Because... You know, worthy winners to be sure, but they're a rival, and they eliminated the Penguins. Yeah, um, it definitely is never fun to uh, see a rival win the cup, um, and uh, just kind of watching that uh, fueled the fire a little bit more. I think uh, I think everyone on our team can say that that uh, we definitely like to get back there sooner, sooner rather than later. Well, I think if you do, you're going to have to go through them. I mean, I'm not discounting the other teams in the Metro Division, Rusty, but playing the Caps in the playoffs. Kind of seems like a yearly thing now, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, we've had uh, we've definitely had quite a rivalry going, and um, they're obviously a really good team, and we've been a good team. So I think uh, that just just makes for these games and, this, and these series that much more exciting. Did fatigue catch up with the Penguins at all this year? And and nobody likes to use excuses, but you guys played a heck of a lot of games over the past three years. Um, it may have. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really sure, but. Um, I think in order to win, you gotta be playing your best hockey at the right time. And I think uh, we were playing spurts of, of great hockey, but I don't think we were as as consistent as we could have been. And I think uh, you saw in Washington's game they were they were a little bit more consistent, and they kind of held that throughout the playoffs. So we would definitely like to bring that back to our game. Does this summer seem really long after winning those two cups in sixteen and seventeen? Like you have so much more time on your hands? Yeah, it definitely seems quite a bit longer. At this time, uh, last summer, I'd already been home for six weeks. It had already been August 1st, so uh, it definitely is definitely is a little bit different. But um, uh, definitely going to try and take advantage of the rest and uh, try, try and be a little bit better next year. Now, Connor Sherry and Matt Hunwick got traded today to Buffalo. Is it tough to see those guys go, especially Connor Sherry? Uh, you guys more or less came up together. Yeah, um, it is tough to see those guys go. Uh they're both friends of mine. I knew Matt for a while, just um, being from the Michigan area. I always used to skate with him in the summers and such. And uh, and with Connor, it's uh, we were in Wilkes together. We started our pro career together. We came up together. Uh, we won together. So it is tough to see both those guys go. But at the end of the day, hockey's a business, and I definitely wish wish all the, I wish both of them the best. And I think they'll do very well. And finally, uh, Rusty, you're 26. This will be your fourth year in the league coming up. You got this new deal. But are you the type of person who allows himself to feel established, per se? I got a feeling you won't relax too much. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, I guess it feels good, but I'm not satisfied. There's definitely definitely room to build. There's definitely, um, definitely a, a, a higher places to get, and I think that's always my goal. Um, this is definitely... A real good step in the right direction, but uh, I'm just going to keep trying to build. Rusty, thank you so much for taking the time, and, and again, congratulations on the new deal. Very well deserved, and we'll see you at training camp. All right, appreciate it. Thank you very much. That's Brian Rust of the Penguins. Four years, three and a half million per year. That's not bad. That's more than I make. When I was 26, forget about it. I was getting paid like $75 a story at the Post Gazette. Not to sound bitter. Uh, pirate news. We told you really that Sean Rodriguez was on the disabled list. 
which is just a nice way of saying he sucks and isn't going to play for a while. Uh, the Post-Gazette, Bill Brink is reporting that Young Ho Gung will be shut down because of West left wrist soreness, director of sports medicine Todd Tomzik said. Uh, left wrist soreness. Now, that could be from, you know, doing those 16-on sake curls. Or aren't the Pirates just kind of jerking it in the first place? I mean, maybe that's what happened to Gunn. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Jack Johnson going to be a Penguin. Agreed a five-year deal. We'll sign it when free agency opens on Sunday. And as you heard me talking about with Brian Ross, Sherry and Hunwick are now Buffalo Sabres. We'll talk more about it. we got Red Beach of Whitesnake at the bottom of the hour. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9.